So you're going to be at the Weinberg Center this weekend for our Boys and Girls Club comedy night. Excited to have you in town. So I've been doing a little bit of research on it. You started out being discovered on YouTube, right? Actually, I've been doing comedy a little while before that happened, but that was the first thing that I had that was kind of viral. Actually, things didn't really go viral back then. It was really <laughs> a different time. So and that was the first thing that got me into national consciousness and on Good Morning America and stuff like that. I've seen different numbers for a number of grandbabies. You have five or six grandbabies. Six, a half dozen. We're all procreators, apparently. Yes, they're the best. How many grandkid jokes have you started to write? You know what? There's not any because they're the best people on the planet. I thought when I had my kids that they were the bomb diggity, but actually I know that my actual children might have been a little bit substandard. That's how much better the grandkids are than <laughs> the kids themselves. I love them. There's not much to joke about. I think it's one of the funnest things in life is when you get a certain age and you think you're all cynical because Christmas is fun for a while and then your kids all want, you know, electronics and tires for a while. And then you're like, Christmas is no fun. And then you get grandbabies. You're like, oh, look, here it is. We're back to the fun again. We're really enjoying them. We think they're they're the best things ever. For people who haven't heard of your style of comedy, what would you say that is? Um, well, we call it estrogen-flavored musical comedy. Like, you know how everybody's got a worldview and people are like, are you like like a female-centric comic. I'm like, well, I am a female, so maybe that's probably female-centric. But I do a lot of music. I do a lot of parodies. I do a lot of original songs. So it's more like a variety show than just straight stand-up, like a monologue. It's a fun, fast evening. There's a lot of self-deprecating just because things keep happening to me that I don't know if people understand that after you get 40 that your body starts falling apart like toilet paper in a rainstorm. We do like to explore that a little bit, but there'll be a lot of great fun. It's clean comedy and uh, so really accessible to people of all ages. I'd say PG-13 maybe. It's a lot of fun. It'll be a fast night. I'm kind of curious since this is for the Boys and Girls Club, since you did have three kids, what kind of after-school activities were your kids into? <laughs> Well, they were into bothering me mostly. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, all moms feel like they're the, the, you know, the activities director for the children who feel like they're on a cruise of some sort. Sometimes, you know, after school, my kids, two of them were involved in sports. One of them was a musician and one of them really loved electronics. You know, it's funny that the kids that were into electronics, you're like, why don't you explore this and that? And then the one who really is just like, get off of that. Don't play any more games. We need you off of that screen. So I think it's great when kids have the opportunity to explore things inside and outside their wheelhouse. I mean, isn't that part of childhood developing is you get to learn how to do many different things and become adept at many different skills that'll give you things that you need later in life. So that's why it's so important. We support the Boys and Girls Club because they are providing that for kids that might not have those opportunities. Exactly. And I was also looking, you were a spokesman for milk, right? <laughs> Got milk. Yeah, I campaigned for the, I don't know the exact name of it. Is it like the American Dairy Producers yeah. Association or something? But I think as a woman who had, you know, lactated previously with her <laughs> own children, that I was specifically really good at that. Do you yeah. ever pitch the term gave milk instead of got milk? You know, they weren't really receptive to that. But, I, you know, in my head, it was my own personal joke all the time is that I kind of know how this feels. Not to give every day, and I don't really have udders, but, you know, still this experience had to be similar a little bit felt like meals on wheels a lot but yeah i did do a launch for them a few years back it was with rebecca romaine you know who i'm talking about oh yeah just this beautiful goddess and here i am you know short troll grandma so it was perfect a wonderful pairing i don't know what they were thinking 
Was that back when they were still doing the milk mustaches? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You've also been in some movies and written some books. Are you enjoying writing some books? Oh, no. No, I don't. Actually, I got... <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. This is, the worst, this is the worst interview ever, right? I actually only did books because people said, you know, a lot of people would rather read than come to a comedy show. I'm like, I don't agree with their life choices, but okay. So I tried to package my comedy in written form for those you know, nine people who would rather read the comedy than come to a show. I don't know that I ever enjoyed writing the books. I felt like I was servicing a market. It's almost like people that have disabilities. It's like if your comedy broken and you need to read it instead of listen to it. I wrote several books for that purpose, but then after like the fourth or fifth one, I'm like, I don't think so. You know, we'll transcribe a comedy show for just you. That'll be great. But yeah, I can't say sitting in a chair and, and doing that uh, with incredibly satisfying but um, I'm, I'm really glad that we have video instead i'd much rather people watch a clip on youtube yeah you have a pretty big youtube channel uh, you haven't it looks like you haven't put anything on there recently you think about going back or is all your stuff going on facebook now oh you know people really don't i mean we have so many other places to interface video than just youtube for a while youtube was the main resource and i guess everybody was like oh no we need to cut into that market so thanks for the guilt now i'll have to go put something up there. oh That's no so you're gonna have like a bit about <laughs> DJ's guilting you for no reason. I might. Can I use your name? <laughs> That's awesome. So I noticed you also do comedy tours with comedy and inspirational women. What's that been like? Yeah, well, that's kind of where I started out. My husband was a pastor for, you know, the first 20 years that we were married. People kept saying, you're funny, you're really funny. Well, the first places that I was actually being funny, but still not on purpose, were at women's gatherings where they get together for either like Bible study or fun, you know, to get together. And so that's where I started was like church basements, I guess, like my equivalent of comedy clubs. And then eventually it got to be larger, like mid-level and then national level tours with a big arenas. And like at Women of Faith, we played, you know, Baltimore been to larger arenas around the country. Those were actually weekends where the point was to get together to be inspired. And so I always got to bring the party part. It was wonderful to hear 10,000 women laughing at the same time. And it, it was kind of unifying, I guess, even in a gender specific crowd is that if we're all laughing at the same sort of things then we can't be that different and I think it's one of the most beautiful things about comedy is you take all these people from all these different walks of life with different circumstances in their life and they walk into a room and sit down and hopefully in a matter of a few moments everyone's arms are unfolded and they're really enjoying themselves together and I love that especially in our weird divisive political climate and how I don't know people just gotten curmudgeonly in their lives and I think it's really important that we make time to come together and laugh. So I'm very excited to be able to do that this weekend. That's awesome. And you're going to be working a good old country crowd. You looking forward to that? Country? Nobody told me this was a country crowd. <laughs> Are you going to be wearing boots and riding in on John Deere? I don't understand what's going on. I thought this was Maryland. Is it not the hotbed of the literati? Frederick's been growing up, but we got a good old country backbone. You won't have anybody riding in on horses, but they'll probably some boots under some of the suits. I'm very excited. I'm from Central Texas, the town I grew up in had 2,000 people, and believe me, I won all of my patches for 4-H, so I'm right there with you, baby. Oh, my goodness. All right, cool. I, you have no idea how much I've been waiting to run into another 4-H'er. That is yet to happen in an interview. Hooray <laughs> for that. You know, not everybody's proud about it, but I am. I got my jacket, so no worries. Oh, there we go. Well, thank you so much for your time. We'll be seeing you this weekend at the Weinberg Center, benefiting the Boys and Girls Club of Frederick County. Thank you so much for your time, Anita. I can't wait to be there. Thanks.